0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that means it's time for another awesome episode of Stunt Track with yours truly, Uncle Jim, and the one and only Leslie Hoffman. Leslie, are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. I'm waiting for the <laughs> snow, but it hasn't started yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that wait, we, winter wait, word tomorrow. again. <laughs>
0: And uh, we also have with us the Admiral himself. How you doing, Ken? Okay. Yeah, we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to be chatting with Lee Leslie Hoffman about her favorite Star Trek Deep Space Nine and Voyager episodes since she was on Voyager and Deep Space Nine. But some of her favorite episodes might actually surprise you because maybe they weren't episodes that she was in. We'll have to wait and find out But first I want Mm. to check in on Leslie Last week we had At this particular time We had a Trek the Vote Special show With Chase Masterson and Tay Phoenix And uh, because Leslie Had surgery And uh, was, was feeling A little bit under the weather And had some other things going on So Leslie how is everything going now How are you feeling any better
1: you know it's i think they're saying a 6 week recovery or at least that's when my next uh or my first post op visit will be in um i'm definitely i'm definitely a lot better than i was definitely 2 weeks ago and even a week ago i mean i i couldn't even sit down and and not be i felt like i had a broken tailbone i mean i well the surgery was all down below, trying to <laughs> I had a facelift i I had a female facelift if if am <laughs> without getting any more detailed than that. <laughs> So so everything down below hurt. For some reason, like I say, it seems to gather at your tailbone. So it's like if you sit down, I mean, you feel like you're sitting on a broken tailbone. I mean, so the first couple of weeks have just been horrible. I mean, I've been on my stomach, except, except I'm also taking care of my mother, uh, 93 years old, and and I'm you know I'm supposed to be on my stomach and instead I'm running up and down the staircase because her uh room is uh three floors below me so 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 much for you know laying in bed and healing so it just it it's been crazy but but I think I I think we finally I have things working out, hopefully by the end of this week, and, and hopefully people will be taking care of my mother. And I have this thing, well, the easiest thing to say is it's a nanny cam, and so I can look in on my mother's room and see that, you know, she's either in the living room watching television or in the bedroom asleep, uh, you know, so I don't necessarily have to run down to a room to see how she's doing. And I can text the aides and, you know, what was her blood pressure? Well, anyways, things things I think are going to calm down by the end of next week.
0: Well, that's good because we, we actually did have some, some fans that were confused. <laughs> because they were looking for Leslie and I was talking with Chase Masterson instead. So we did have a little bit of confusion although I did post it and make everybody aware of what was going on but we did still have some fans that were concerned and were looking looking for the Leslie Hoffman. So that's that's cool though. Aww. Uh we are live guys. <laughs> We,
1: I'm, I'll,
0: we are. I'm alive and breathing,
1: yeah. and that's that's <laughs> that's a good thing.
0: <laughs> that is a good thing, because we couldn't yeah. have the Leslie Hoffman show without the Leslie Hoffman. So okay, that works out good.
2: <laughs> but.
1: I'm, I'm no, trying we, to think we are if there, liar, if there ever liar. was a television show that started off as the and, let's say, the Patty Duke show or the Donna Reed show, and then for some reason they left and they brought somebody in. But I guess you're right. I guess, I guess there's never been a show called, let's say, the Mary Tyler Moore show without Mary Tyler Moore being in a <laughs> –
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> But listen guys We are live right now Every every Sunday from 7 to 8 we're live So if you're listening to us On any other service Besides Blog Talk Radio At any other time Than, third, or than Sunday night Then you need to switch over To Blog Talk Radio You have to head over there and follow us That way you'll get emails When we're going to have our shows You can follow our link there And you'll have access to the Leslie Hoffman. We have a phone line. The phone number here is 646-668-2433. But you have to be listening now live in order to call that number and talk to the Leslie Hoffman. And that goes for all of our other podcasts as well. It's the same phone number, whether it's Trek Talking, Comic Corner, Book Nook, Stunt Treks, or, um, or Tabletop Gaming. It's the same phone number and the same rules. You have to be listening live to call the live phone number. So I just wanted to throw that out so everybody understands mm. that. And uh, before we jump into the show. So before we do, we're going to talk about, as I said, Leslie's favorite Voyager and Deep Space Nine episodes. But first, as we've been kind of doing, uh, pseudo doing along the way, we started a couple of weeks ago talking about Lower Decks. Now, the season finale of Lower Decks, episode ten, aired last week, and uh, Leslie—or two weeks ago—Leslie wasn't on with us to talk about it. So I wanted to get Leslie's take on the final episode of Lower Decks, and what, what did you think about about that, Leslie?
1: I think uh, Star Trek Lower Decks—that—that that is the most refreshing, exciting. A show, um, you know, I tried it. Not only is the storyline absolutely great, it's that they're able. The complaint that we had with um, like the new Twilight Zone, or whichever I think that was the one that we were talking about, was you know they're trying to stretch a show that probably would take a half an hour to tell you the story, and they're trying to stretch it into an hour. So by the time you're watching this show, well, including the commercials, so subtract that, by the time you're watching like 47 minutes of this show, you probably could have gotten the whole story in about 20 minutes, you know, about half the time. I think Star Trek Lower Decks is... It's a half an hour show, but but it it's a little less than thirty minutes, and they just pack that story in there, and you're able to follow it, and and I just really I enjoy everything. I enjoy, um, well, are are we past the the point of uh, uh, spoilers or anything? I mean, we can oh, talk yeah, about.
0: Yeah, okay. we're well I mean, past spoilers.
1: The, the whole thing of the mother-daughter or the mother-father-daughter, which the father is an admiral, but you're only supposed to know about that. I mean, I feel like they've kind of not really had – I don't know. Did they really ever have an episode that really had a combination of the father-daughter? I'm trying now. I'm trying to remember. I mean, we saw the
0: father once on a on a view screen talking to the mother, the captain, and that's the only time we've ever met the father. Just that one time.
1: Yeah. So, so the conflict really is the mother daughter, and and uh, I. believe me. Well, <laughs> I don't know if sons and mothers go through this, but the mother-daughter conflict um believe me is whether whether you're talking about a caps captain and and someone on the lower deck or just a mother-daughter relationship. I mean, they 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 had it perfect and and uh, there, there, there's always going to be conflict. But there's uh, what, what I'm not sure if this is the right word. There's also resolution. I mean, if if the two are willing to talk about it, there is resolution. Even though uh, <laughs> maybe the daughter is driving the mother nuts, or the mother is driving the daughter nuts. Um. Um. Uh, like I say, I'm really bad on names. It, I mean, it it was funny that uh, uh, like I say, I'm I can't remember names to save my life. Um, the the male, uh, if you want to call it the young male lead, uh, you know where where he's the whole thing about where 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 he's talking about. You know uh, her bloodline and this and that, and and your mother's the captain and your father's an admiral, blah 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 blah. blah, And and he knows it's supposed to be a secret. Of course, what was it? The the mother comes up behind him or somebody comes up behind him. You know. It it was a funny episode. It was a, I'll call it an emotional episode. I mean, we lost a main character, and I wonder about that. If if they're going to do, like, Spock, because they did send him off, you know, out into space, is he somehow going to be alive next season, or did we really lose that character? What do you think?
2: Well, for that matter, though, for that matter though, I think the the guy you're talking about he he gets sent to the Titan with Riker now, does that mean we're going to have a split show now between the Cerritos and the uh Titan, or does he come back for come back to the Cerritos for season two? Is that just a, are they are they going to split the show now into two parts
0: well, first of all, I think that. Uh, from what I've read, I think that Jacks is, is really dead Because Mike McMahon said That we're really going to like The security chief for next season So that Phrase Intones in that we're going to have a different Security chief And as far as Boimler Going to the tight Mike McMahon also Said that we would be seeing More of Riker next year but not necessarily Deanna Troy. I guess they can't afford both of them. So we're going to see more of Riker, but not of Troy, unless he can <laughs> get her into a scene or two. But it's going to be it's going to be Riker. Riker will be back. So to answer your question, Ken, I don't know how long it's going to be split. If they're going to split if he's going to come back after three episodes or two episodes or one episode, I don't know. But I do know that we're gonna we're gonna see more of Riker on the Titan. That's all I know at this point.
1: Yeah, I I still find it funny, you know. Like well, other than Titan, you know, I I feel like uh, now, again uh, the brain uh, I I just forget names and things like that. But wasn't something called the Ventura this time or? In one of the episodes, there was a ship called the Ventura. I mean, it's like it's like all the ships are named after towns in in California. Yeah, Sarita, you know, that uh, Ventura. Uh, I forget the other ones, but but so so I get a big laugh out of you know when they start naming these ships, and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's town. That's a town in California.
2: So Cerritos is a town in California?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, I'll have to look
1: that up. Uh, When I say a town, it's, um, okay, it's like I lived in Mission Hills, but you had uh, Reseda and Tarzan. You had, I mean, all you had to do was cross over a boulevard and you'd be from Mission Hills to Van Nuys to Woodland Hills to Porter Ranch. So, so it's not like um, upstate New York or or Vermont or whatever that that you have to drive. Uh, 10, 20 minutes through trees or by ponds and get to the next town. I mean, you cross a boulevard and you're in the next town. So, so yeah, I mean, Found Cerritos it.
2: is... Found it. Cer- Cerritos, California, was also known as Dairy Valley, is a city in Los Angeles, California, uh, has 50,462 people as of 2018, and uh ooh nice hotels uh fremont college Irvine university uh elevation twenty six feet
1: uh yeah so so i mean and <laughs> like you say every time I watch these episodes and they name a ship, it's like you've gotta be kidding <laughs> and and yet and yet the cartoon is being done up in Canada but obviously it's it's still somehow connected you know to Los Angeles um but you know uh i don't know if it's the writer i don't know if it's certain members of the production company that maybe live in these different towns and and so so we may not know that they're naming the ships after uh production people that that live in these certain towns. I mean I I, I have no idea and I mean I've never Googled to see if if possibly um the ships are named in honor of different areas that the production company has grown up in or are or, or, or from but like I say it's really well, weird what? because the cartoon is Canadian
0: did, did you know that the name that the Cerritos is actually a California class starship that's pretty cool <laughs> So it's a California-class um, starship.
1: The, before the cartoon?
0: No, the, the Cerritos itself and all the other ships that look like it are California-class starships. That's the name of the ship. Like oh. the Enterprise was a galaxy-class, Cerritos is a California-class, and all of the ships in the California-class are named after places in California. That's pretty Whoa. cool. Woo. Deep, deep, Well,
1: <laughs> um, well obviously, where where our newspaper is older than Star Trek, but you know it was always funny when growing up here, and then finally when Star Trek happened, our newspaper is called the Adirondack Daily Enterprise. <laughs> oh wow. I mean, I there were warships named the Enterprise, but but as you know you, you didn't usually say Adirondack Daily Enterprise I mean you, you know you just said have you read the enterprise today and then here comes star trek with the, with the enterprise so it's it's i mean the paper still exists it's it's still being printed up here but but yeah, no. It's funny when people say something like, "Well, I just heard this about this from the Enterprise." You heard this from a starship. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: we of I just I, to... I just had an mm-hmm. evil thought, but of course, this discovery is is uh, 90 years in the future. For the fourth Uh-oh. season. The,
1: the operator for the fourth, slowing down. I a a way, find that. a way of
2: muggling a copy of the Adirondack Daily Enterprise as a just as a
1: uh, just Yes, as I read that, they, a, that
2: they're they doing the fourth fluff,
1: season or they're
2: fluff on the set <laughs> when they're filming.
0: Well, I, uh, I just wanted to mention Leslie because we always seem to meander back to Planet of the Apes. It always happens. It's inevitable, right? Always. <laughs> so, you because know, we didn't Why don't have... they
1: have an episode that they do land on a planet that, that are controlled by apes? As opposed the, to... They alien aliens, you know, why Why don't they land on a planet with with chimpanzees and orangutans, and I guess too many they people would holler, but I think it'd be great. Well, last week, um,
0: it's, a, it's a week late, but I'm going to bring it up here anyway. Last week was the great, great actor Mark Leonard's birthday. Now, we talked about him on Trek Talking because he played Spock's father, Sarek. He played the Klingon commander in Star Trek The Motion Picture. He played the Romulan commander in The Balance of Terror. Um, But but he played a very pivotal role in the Planet of the Apes TV series that ran from 1973 to 1974. He starred on that series. And played the the Ape General Erko on the T V series. So I had to throw that in there. I thought you might might like that.
1: <laughs> Planet yeah.
0: of the Apes. Everything goes to Planet yep. of the
2: Apes.
1: <laughs> that that's our Planet <laughs> of the Apes. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be the Uncle Jim, the Leslie Hoffman, and the Planet of the Apes shows. <laughs> we well, always we'll have end to up rename with it. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, anyways, I just wanted to send out a belated, a remembrance, happy birthday to Mark Leonard. So, anyways, what do you say we now, dive right Is in? That-
1: uh, you know, it's interesting how people pronounce names because I've heard his name as Mark Leonard or Mark Lennard, and I've never really tried to look it up to see which way it's supposed to be pronounced.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know it's L E N A R D, is how he spelled it. But I don't know. He's not around to ask. <laughs> so, but yeah. So so Leslie, uh, let's 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 dive into Star Trek. So let, let's break this down. Let let us try to break this down a little bit. You've been in a lot of Star Trek Voyager episodes um, as a stunt person and a stunt double for Bolana Torres. Or, I mean, for Roxanne Biggs-Dawson, who plays B'Elanna Torres. So let's break this down into two separate categories, okay? Of the Voyager episodes that you were in, what ones were your favorite?
1: Oh, okay. Well, well, actually, I'm going to go by the cheat notes first. Is that... (laughs) Is that... I have really I I started looking through the episodes I've been in. Of course, I'm a stunt woman, so so it's going to be a stunt. But I have definitely decided that I don't know how to fly a ship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've heard that. they put that. me You're... in front of a panel, it blows up. <laughs> so so like in Deep Space Nine. Uh, in Shattered Mirror, I was, uh, that was, uh, an opposite, un or the parallel universe, or whatever you want to call it. I was a rebel. That, that panel blew up. Then in Valiant, when the young kids, uh, made off with the spaceship and, uh, I played, uh, the blonde girl, she seemed to be maybe second in command, uh the name that I saw for the character was Chief Petty Officer Dorian Collins. And and well actually there's more to that scene. Not only don't I don't no no well I I had a complaint about that show anyways was Dennis was doubling the young man that was the captain and and the ship gets hit and it blows the captain's chair over, and and I'm sorry, I just cannot believe that the captain's chair would would be blown over. I mean, if if if, it, if something if something hit the ship that hard that it would it would remove the chair off the floor. I mean, I think the whole ship would blow up. So I always thought that was really strange that the that they decided to write this stunt in of the captain's chair blowing over. But the funny thing was, like I say, Dennis was, uh, I was behind Dennis at a panel that blows up. But Dennis, you know, is in this chair that blows up and and falls over backwards. But if you watch the episode very, very carefully, you're going to see when Dennis falls over backwards, something bounces across the the bottom part of the screen. And at first, you know, it's like I saw it and I go, what in the world was that? So then when I saw it the next time, I suddenly realized um, our phasers, um, well, I don't know what you call the one that... Uh, the one that doesn't look like a gun, the one that that I'll almost say is a curved television remote if that kinda so you know what does that give you the idea of the difference of of a phaser to this this other thing that they also call a phaser or maybe they call it something else, but yeah it's, it's kind of like, like a yeah whoop, wait a. i for they call it kinda. Uh, <laughs> Dust bu- yeah, that's what. <laughs> right, it looks like a mini Dustbuster. Anyways, oh
2: By the way, I did I did some 100- digging on the uh internet. Apparently, unless yeah. you're from unless you're from Tennessee, uh, it's Leonard. Leonard, Mark Leonard. <laughs> if you're from Tennessee, then it's Leonard. uh Well, the universal agreement on the fact See, that.
1: See, I always thought his name was Mark Leonard, but but you never really questioned anyone when they said Mark Leonard.
2: And, it, and it's actually kind of interesting, but that isn't actually even his real name. Well, that's Oops,
0: when, I, when I had him at when, when I had him at my Star Trek convention. That's the name I wrote on the
2: check.
1: <laughs> no,
2: no, no, I no. no. I, I really, that's, that's his stage name Is what I'm trying to say Oh Okay That's not his given Uh-oh. name That's his stage name uh, Hold on a second Anyways, you bring back,
1: to, back to the dust buster <laughs> Those things <laughs> Were made out of 100% rubber there, there, there Was no metal Inside to those things It was it was strictly a rubber uh prop, those those kind of uh phasers, whatever you wanna call it. Anyway, so when Dennis went over backwards in the chair, his his Dustbuster got loose and it bounced across the floor. Now, I don't know, maybe maybe if it was metal it still would have bounced. But it, this was again, you know, my eyes catch these these things. It's like, what in the world was that? And then you suddenly realize it's one of the props bouncing around the room. But um anyways, back to so so then I'm I still don't I'm not sure about this next one from Deep Space Nine is Starship Down. Um, all I could see was that I was playing myself as an ensign. So I'm just assuming that, um, you know, now I'm starting to remember something. I remember that they had taken away the front wall of uh, the Defiant. So the camera was in front of us. And I was at one of the whatever you want. As opposed to the, like when I was a rebel, I was at a panel to the side, but but this time I was sitting in the chair that would be in front of the captain's chair in the Defiant. And I now I remember that. Yeah, that blew up also.
0: <laughs> so you always so, so you always then, get blown yeah. up and die when you're when you're. When you're there, you're going to blow up and die.
1: <laughs> right. I'm like Kenny on South Park. I just die and come back next week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, okay, so so it's not quite as bad on Voyager. Is there was an episode called The Unforgettable, and I doubled. Uh, uh, Kelly was which was played by Virginia Madison or something like that. Anyways, that's, that's my famous stunt foot. We've talked, we talked about this a really long time ago is that, uh, you know, they beam over to the ship and, and, you know, the ship has been wrecked. Well, I guess she wasn't the one that really wrecked the ship. The ship got attacked, but, but here's this foot sticking out from underneath the a piece of metal or something. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe that doesn't count as that you can't fly a ship. But but then again, just wrapping it all up, uh, the episode called Before and After, where Kes kept getting older and younger and older and younger, and, and there's a scene where Janeway and Torres are at um, some kind of panel or control, and it blows up, and you know Kes comes running over, and then she goes, "They're dead, or she's dead." <laughs> so, so I guess it's a good thing that that I've retired from Starfleet and I'm not flying ships anymore. <laughs>
0: you'd be crashing. You're worse than you're worse than Diana Troy. Ah, oh. <laughs> you'd be. <laughs> Every time they put Deanna <laughs> Troy behind the helm, she crashes the ship into a planet. How do you crash a ship oh, into a planet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, now that brings up an interesting question, is being a Betazoid, doesn't she get a feeling like we're gonna we're about to get blown up or something?
2: Yeah, can't she anticipate the
1: that- crash? I mean,
2: isn't that the whole point? I mean, it's like, you know, I sense a planet
0: is going to crash into us. See, Captain, I think Uh, we're going to
2: crash into a planet.
1: What? (laughs) I don't know. See, that's why I I earned the reputation of, uh, hey, people will say, shut up, Wesley, but... People would say, "Shut up, Leslie." Oh wait, Leslie. You know, like, like in Covenant, you know, when the airlock opened up, why wasn't I sucked out into space? I mean, you you don't open up a vacuum out to space and just have your your scarf blow off your neck. Your whole body be sucked out that that teeny little hole, <laughs> and basically, and you i was know- told, "Shut up, Leslie." You know, Leslie. I mean, they they meant it in a friendly you... way because they were they were agreeing with me, but you know, it, well, it was shut up and and it's because that's what the script says. Well,
0: it's funny that you mention that because uh, I don't know when it came out. There was a movie that came out called Jason X. Jason and space fans call it. And one of my favorite scenes, the movie's cheesy and it's stupid, but it's so much fun to watch because it's so stupid. But there's this one scene where this girl gets trapped in this airlock and Jason's there. And one of the guys has a gun. You know, guns and space don't go well together. But he tries to shoot Jason. And he misses and puts a bullet hole in the side of the ship. The girl is in the room holding onto a guardrail. And the girl looks up right at the camera and says, oh, there's so many levels. She lets go of the handrail. The camera swings to the outside of the ship. And what do you think happens? <laughs> they they show the outside of the ship and she comes out like spaghetti. Her Her entire body just comes through that bullet hole and comes out like Mush and she's gone. I think that's yeah. what you're talking about, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh um. Oh, great! I can't think of uh, that, the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, where where they were somehow thrown out up outside. Well, the thing is, is that the uh, you know the eyes start. Popping out of their head and and all that kind of stuff, and then somehow atmosphere is added to the planet and they get better. Well, they really shouldn't have gotten better, but but yeah, I mean, like you say, if you're in a vacuum or if you're th- <laughs> that's it, that's the end of it. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, uh, they they take liberties on on. Uh, uh, what happens when you get out in space. I mean, now I'm old enough that, uh, you know, I mean, they didn't know what was going to happen when man was going to land on the moon. You know, they they didn't know if people were going to be able to walk around in normal time or or if it was going to be slow movements or or... You know, like I say, there's a first time for everything, and and uh, I think I think they, as far as I remember, the first man on the moon was uh, they they basically were walking around in a fairly normal pace. Um, you know, uh, yes, they they definitely weighed less and they were able to bounce, but. Uh, Again, well, or the point I'm really trying to make is, they had spacesuits on. Nobody in the United States expected that men were going to get land on the moon and be able to walk out of the uh, out of out of the the lunar module, you know, with regular clothes on and think that they were going to survive. I, I would think not. Definitely. Yeah.
0: But, so, so Leslie, uh, what, what was your, looking at Voyager uh, versus Deep Space Nine, which, which show is your favorite show, Deep Space Nine or Voyager?
1: Well, now, okay, so, so I was just trying to, I, I really was going through my brain about episodes is that, you know, you you could ask me so many ways, um, you know, like, what was your favorite show due to stunts or something like that? I don't know if I really had to pick uh, a show that I thought was the, one of the better ones. Is I really liked Far Beyond the Stars because it was so much fun seeing the actors not in alien makeup. You got to remember, seven years I'm I'm watching Klingons and Cardassians walking around, and all of a sudden I'm seeing people that that I normally don't see, you know, or they look completely different to me. And and it was it was a well written episode. Also, I mean, I should have said that that first. But but um, no, it was just kind of interesting to see uh, the actors playing—I'll call it themselves. I don't know what to call it. You know, that that was a brilliant episode. That that
0: was that was one of Deep Space Nine's. brightest episodes i thought i was a little bit worried that they were going to turn around and and say that space nine didn't really exist and it was all a creation of benny's and it didn't exist but they they didn't go there so i was glad they didn't go there but that was an outstanding episode where each one of the characters uh none of them were in alien makeup they all played human characters on Earth in the 1920s,
1: 1930s. Right, right. Yeah, they filmed that on New York Street. In fact, uh, now I'm trying to remember. I think it was, uh, was it Twilight Zone? Was it the last Twilight Zone? No, no, what was it? There or was it the last Twilight Zone? I, wasn't the last Twilight Zone. Wasn't the last Twilight Zone... Uh, something to do with production. Yes, yes, it had to deal with production, and it was filmed on New York Street, which is the same street that uh, Far Beyond the Stars was filmed on.
0: Yeah, that was. I'm not. Sh-
2: I- so, so I- you know, like you
1: say, I watch. You know, depending on if you know what studio it's out of and all that you You look at a street or something, you go, "Wait a minute, I worked on that street. I know this street <laughs> anyways what? actually we're we're starting to get down into the last i'll I'll say it well a little more than fifteen minutes but um so so then sometimes things just strike me funny." and there was an episode called empock nor and tom was a cardassian that was uh, people from deep space nine had had um had land, well you can't say landed whatever you want to call it they were on a different Space station and Pocknor, and Tom was this Cardassian running around killing people, and and again it just I don't know. Well, I guess it's like the bouncing phaser. Is that so? So there's a crew member who has this lower panel opened up, and he has his head inside it, and. Tom comes along and he steps on the door which basically breaks the neck. I mean it sounds awful but he breaks the neck of the whatever starfleet person who had his head in the you know inside this thing except what they did is they added a crunching sound and I guess that's what got me Is that, you know I mean, here's Tom smiling But you hear this crunch <laughs> And, and um, I, I put it in uh, The cheat seat notes here Is that it's just like in Clue When they drop me on my head They also added the sound effect Of uh, a melon being broken open So, you, you know, when my head hits the floor You just don't hear like a fud. I mean you hear you hear this melon cracking open and and you know, sometimes I don't know if they well, Deep Spice Nine, I'm sure they didn't add a sound to make it funny. Maybe they added the sound in clue to make it funny, but you know, sometimes you hear a sound and you go, You gotta be kidding <laughs> then then uh as opposed to naming episodes uh I would rather just name characters um I mean of course I love all all the characters on deep space 9 and and voyager but but I got to give a special shout out to Luxana Troy you know Major Barrett uh Q um and and I loved any time that Tom Paris had Captain Proton. You know, I guess it just, as opposed to being a space adventure, it was it, it was something to, to laugh about. I mean, there still could be a serious uh, a plot, but but the b plot was, you know just broke the tension.
2: Well,
0: I wanted to something I wanted to mention to you, because I know we've talked about this. Oh, I know it was recently, maybe within a month, and that's shooting schedules in Toronto. Now, Star Trek Discovery is starting production on November 3rd in Toronto. So Discovery Season 4 is just about to start filming, and we haven't even completed Season 3 yet, but Season 4 is going to start filming. In the next two weeks. They're also going to start filming. Section 31. And Strange New Worlds. But. Here's the but. And here's what we talked about Leslie. Star Trek Picard Season 2. Is in the can. It's ready to go. But they do not know when they're going to start shooting. And right now. They're saying that chances are very very good that we will see Discovery Season 4 and Lower Deck Season 2 long before we ever see Picard Season 2 because of the, the restrictions of filming in Hollywood.
1: All right. And that's something I think I talked about it, what is it, three, four months ago? The United States, the Screen Actors Guild, cannot get its act together, and therefore, filming here, they are filming some Well, they are filming some things, and then the next thing you read, like like they were filming Days of Your Life, and with and with this whole book of rules, somebody turned up positive with COVID. So. Days of your life is shut down again so so you know they're trying to film in the United States, but they just can't get it right so um you know some some movies have been filmed uh I don't know if any television shows have been filmed uh they just they they they're maybe it's that there are too many chiefs um I, well I don't know. I don't know. The United States cannot get it together. Obviously, the union ACTRA can get it together, and that's why they're able to film in Toronto or British Columbia. I mean, Canada, well, Canada as a whole uh, definitely has a better handle on the COVID virus than the United States has.
0: Now, Wesley, let me ask a question let's assume that we end up with a new president and let and the new president that comes into office uh, instead of making fun of this virus denying that it exists saying it's not that bad telling people to inject bleach all this other craziness let's assume that the next president comes into office and and says covid is real covid is legitimate and passes federal guidelines of what will be done by everybody to protect them from the virus. If that were to happen, would that make filming in Hollywood any easier or quicker if there actually was a federal mandate that was in place telling them what they had to do? Would that help?
1: Um, You know, someone asked this on Facebook today is that, uh, you know they're they're talking about a vaccine, and the problem is is in the United States, uh, vaccines just don't get. Uh, so it's it's not the president. Uh, I'm sorry. I you know I'm not gonna go into whether it's Trump, whether it's Biden. It's it's how the FDA works. That's really how it works and and any new drug any vaccine has to go through i believe i read a a, a government page three phases it has to be um well I, I i don't i don't have it memorized but it it has to go through testing uh you know i'm sure there's blind tests things that they have to do, and then they present the test results to the FDA, and it's the FDA that has to approve it, not the president, the FDA. So, I mean, until some company does all the testing, does all the guidelines that the FDA Demands of people or of drug car com- companies, and then looks over the paperwork and says okay we'll 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 try it um, you know and then and gives it and the f d a gives its approval only then can a vaccine be distributed to people' I mean that's well, that's not, the I'm, way the United.
0: Go ahead. Well, I'm not I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about how how there really there's no nobody has any mandates in place telling you you'll do this, you'll do that. This is required. That is required. It's being left up to each individual state, each individual county, and each individual governor to dictate what they think is best. To do, and that's creating all kinds of confusion and all kinds of problems because there isn't. Is Hollywood falling into that that loophole that themselves, and that's why they can't come up with something yet? Canada can.
1: Well, you know, when you say loophole, or when um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading the phone. When you say Hollywood, you got to remember that they film shows in New York. Atlanta, um, I'm not sure where in Florida, Arizona, I think New Mexico, and Hollywood. You know, I'm just trying to name off the United States um, uh, studios. So, so, uh, you know, some some studios uh, have been doing okay, and other studios. Somebody ends up with a positive result and and again, if you read Facebook, of course you're gonna get different articles with different attitudes as some people say the covert test is no good, you get false positives, you know, and then you take another covert test and you get a negative i mean it's um, I forget if it was Sweden or Switzerland now. I don't know, I mean, a lot of people would just scream in the United states if, if we did this is sometime when when I was a kid, measles, mumps, and um chicken pox, parents used to have parties with an infected kid at this party, that the rest of the kids would get the disease, they'd be sick for a week or something, and they'd get better, and then they'd be immune to the disease. Now, I don't know, with what they've been doing with the COVID for for whatever, since February, March, uh, I think if they... Well, well, I forget there's a second word. I uh, I know herd is one of the words. I think if you just let the um virus run wild through the United States now, a lot of people are going to die. I mean, they've they've just they waited too long.
0: Well, on that cue,
1: we're down to 5 minutes. Believe it or not, time
0: flies when you're having fun. Um, I want to make sure to let everybody know
1: that you can head
0: over to the our Facebook page at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization, and you can drop Leslie a note. You can say hello. If you have an idea for a future show, you can post it there. And uh, Leslie always checks the page, and uh, we'll get back and try to answer your questions. So that's our Facebook page, the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. Also, Thursday nights from seven thirty to nine thirty on Trek Talking, we're gonna be reviewing the Star Trek Discovery episodes for season three. Uh, this week we're gonna start with episode one. We're gonna be a week behind so that way we don't have to worry about any spoilers. So for the next fifteen weeks we'll be or thirteen weeks. We'll be reviewing Star Trek Voyager But wait, there's more So when will
1: episode 2 Go on Well, I'll call it go online
0: On uh, I mean, I know you were lucky that
1: you got to see Two episodes, but It it should be It'll
0: be Thursday the 22nd Actually Okay We're also going to be reviewing Star Wars Mandalorian. Now, there's only eight episodes of that. So, we'll be overlapping Discovery and Mandalorian starting on, uh, let's see, that's on Friday the 30th. So, the following Friday, the first Friday in November, we'll be doing Mandalorian and Star Trek on Thursday night. So, you guys want to check that out. Halloween night, we're doing our annual healer show. Uh, That'll be myself and Charles. (laughs) And... That's going to be at the same bat time, same bat channel, from 7.30 to 9.30, and we have a lot of great music to share with you guys, some spooky stuff, some fun stuff, some rock and roll stuff, some music from your favorite horror movies, all kinds of fun stuff. So, we'll be your soundtrack for your Halloween. So, you want to tune in for that on Halloween night at 7.30, the Halloween Spooktacular. We do that each year and dun, da, da, we also have a comic corner coming up that we're going to be i'll be scheduling that we usually do it on the first monday <laughs> of the month um, but i got to get with eric and charles and find out if everyone was able to get their comic books on time and if everybody's available but we do have a comic corner coming up and we'll be talking about two short or yet yeah, two what is the name of it two uh star trek deep space nine book three i think it's too short a season i think it's called and uh, star trek year five book number 14 so that'll be on the next comment corner i want to take this opportunity here we've got two minutes left so i think i can squeeze it in i want to take this opportunity to say thank you to the admiral ken himself for joining us from albany thank you ken Are there?
1: <laughs> I left. think we lost
0: Ken. We lost them.
1: <laughs>
0: and of course, thank you to the one and only Leslie Hoffman because uh, is Ken there. Okay. Thank you, Ken. of I course, forgot I forgot to have someone on mute.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Ken. Awesome. Uh, it's
1: and, love uh, talking to Of all course.
0: You. The Leslie Hoffman. We couldn't do The Leslie Hoffman Show without The Leslie Hoffman, so thank you, Leslie.
1: Oh, thank you. i feeling of course, much better.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. You guys, like I said, you can head over to the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page, and you can send... And you can send Leslie some well wishes. She would love to hear from you guys. Know that you appreciate her and that you're thinking of her. That really helps a lot. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys listening out there around the globe, no matter where you are. And no matter when you're listening, if you're in the UK, if you're in Germany, if you're in Ireland, it doesn't matter. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys. And we couldn't do these podcasts without your support. So thank you very, very much. I'm your I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim. I want to tell everybody to stay safe and be good to each other. And hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Good night, Night.
1: everybody.
2: Let's see what's out there.
1: Engage.